Hey guys, did you know that they're making a new toy that's red and orange and knocks you over? Right? Yeah, it's called Tackle Me Elmo. <laughs> You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 155 for the week of Wednesday, the 11th of February, 2015. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Adam. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Raid Collections and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the DC Universe Classics Doomsday Action Figure, and our discussion topic is a breakdown of the Sideshow Collectibles Wonder Woman Premium Format Statue. How are you this evening? I'm glorious. Glorious? <laughs> what is the cause of your gloriousness, Mr. Ben? The end of school holidays. Uh, <laughs> have the tadpoles gone back to school, have they? Yes, and so have everybody else's. Hooray! Oh. <laughs> I can actually go back to my local mall at lunchtime and do the rounds of you know, Toys R Us and yeah. things like that without hordes of teenagers. I actually think that's where George Romero got his idea for putting dead. <laughs> just like these, you know, this mob of, you know, mindless things just going, oh, and wandering around aimlessly. That's so funny. <laughs> no shopping agenda. Well, you did set Dawn of the Dead in a shopping mall, so. True. Mm. True. Uh, so anything noteworthy from your week other than some peace and quiet while shopping? Nah. Nah? What, what, what about you, Adam? Anything noteworthy from your week? This particular week? No, not really. I've been trying to stay outside, or say inside and out of the heat. Um, Adelaide's getting hotter again, so have taken opportunities to start work on another um, Formula One model car. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's becoming quite the thing. Yep. Does, does a lot of heat make it harder to work on models? Not really. It makes it a little bit easier in terms of because everything dries a bit faster. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Oh, that's mm. good. Mm. <laughs> I actually thought for a second there he said drives a bit faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, building, building the model and going... Rawr, rawr. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that too, that too. <laughs> well, Mr. Scotty, how's your internet? Oh, uh, yeah. So we have um, the fabulous uh, fibre to the home here um which is really great but uh my modem but the outs we have got a modem in the cabinet in the garage and then an internal modem and the and the main one has either passed away or is in a coma i'm not sure but it is currently unresponsive so uh this episode is brought to you by the uh, little travel modem that i carry with me when i uh Work, which is fine, except that we have got terrible mobile reception here. So, talk really, really fast. Yeah. So, blah, 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 blah. yeah, like when I'm working from home, if anyone rings me um, on my 
mobile, I have to basically either, if it's someone that I know well enough to say, can I call you back on my landline? I do. If it's someone that I don't know well enough, I have to race to the front of the house and press my left cheek against the windows of our master bedroom um, to try and get reception. Um, so it's ridiculous. So normally we have, you know, internet uh, powered by stallions and mobile reception powered by a geriatric dribble on a broken wheel. Um, but uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, but I'm glad to be here. I was actually over um, very briefly in Adams Fair City again this week. I was there on Friday in the melting hot day. Um, yeah, working in a um, only semi air conditioned space. It was delightful. Um, but that's all good. Well, We've got uh, some really great toys to review. We've got the news, etc., and I reckon that we should get on with it. Great. Great. Hey, here we go. Articulated news. Indy, over here. Indiana Jones at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures, new from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, each sold separately. Watch him, Kyber, swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Yikes! Ew. All downhill from here, swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news, and uh, sometimes we say it's not all the news, but this week I think it might be. Not a huge uh, toy news announcement week, but certainly a lot of things for us to discuss. And Adam, you have got our first bits of news, so over to you. Thank you very much. The first item that we have is that the second round of the um, LEGO Ideas 2014 results are in. So this is the replacement for the uh, Kusu platform that, that used to do the same uh, serve the same function. Yeah. Uh, so um, LEGO Ideas number 11, so clearly they're just continuing the number, is uh, Wally, uh, the, the Disney um, robot guy. I've never been able to make it through that movie. I've never tried. <laughs> My kids love it, but the, I find the beginning of it so boring. I end up leaving and doing other things. So <laughs> I know other people love it. Uh, and the second one, so idea twelve, is Doctor Who and companions. So the um, the original model had um, a bunch of little mini figs. So it looked like there were at least two different doctors. Um, and there was a TARDIS involved, and canine, and a Dalek, like that. That could be an interesting set as well, though I doubt that it's going to be um, just one set for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you would think that if they've made the decision to take on the licence, that they'll uh, expand. Yeah. yeah. Well, that does make me wonder, because there's... Um, who are the, the people that do the other Doctor Who brick building? Uh, is it character options? Yeah, great. another one's a meme. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. wonder whether or not they're they're going to lose their license as well. Yeah. Or the, well, there's character options has got a Doctor Who license. So does Titan. Um, I think it's character options that does the the building stuff though. Anyway, so we can look forward to those at some point in the future once they work out exact details and price points and release dates and all those fun things. The next item I have is that. Um, Mezco have announced that they will be doing a Bugs Bunny license. So Hooray! We haven't really got, yes, we haven't really got much more information than that, um, but it could well prove to be something very nice or it could 
could be something kind of what there is. Fantastic. I mean, given how long people have been fighting over the Bugs Money license, I'm glad they finally sorted it out. Mm. It, I mean, it could be massive. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems a bit odd. Like, uh, I don't know. I just assume someone would have already had the license, but obviously not. Were you being sarcastic? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I you know, it, uh, there's obviously a, a market for this this stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Moving on yet again, we have the Hot Toys Avengers. Um, so this is Avengers, sorry, Age of Ultron. There is an, oh, what are we calling this? The Ultron Sentry Artist Mix figure um, designed by Tuma. Or is that just Tuma? I'm not sure if that's Japanese or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> there are, so there, there's... um. Two versions of the Ultron Century. There's the version A, which is kind of blue light-up colouring. It looks like light-up colouring. I'm not sure if it is actually light-up. There's the red, um, which is instead of blue, you get red. And there's also an Ultron Prime as well. So, yeah, and this is part of the Artist Mix series that... Yes. Yep. So also, there's also a, a whole cluster. Yeah. Cool. So we've got... Uh, there's a, a Mark uh, 43... Iron Man and a Captain America. Um, the Hulkbuster is about 20 centimetres, the rest tall, the rest are about 14 centimetres tall. I was excited about these uh, because when I st- first started looking at them, like the Iron Man and Captain America are around the $40 mark, but um, the Hulkbuster is around the $129 mark. Um, so I, th- I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of Hulkbuster stuff. I don't understand why. I mean, I've seen guys just raving, hoping that they do a Marvel Legends Hulkbuster. So, um, but guys, we already got one. And do you know? Do you have to have the movie specific one? But, yes. I mean, there's already a you know those ridiculous Titans. You know, the five point five. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a Hulkbuster one of those, and yeah, it's going to be. He's going to be the uh, the breakout of the movie. Well, I'll be interested to see how long he's. It's actually even in the movie. Mm. Look, you know, let's hope that for all of this, that it's, you know, you think it'd be a, a significant element, but you never know with the Iron Man armors. Well, I think all it really is is that Tony's in his suit, and then you know, Ultron sort of takes over the suit, and Tony can't control it, and so the Hulk goes in to um, shut it down, sort of thing. So okay. I don't know how how big a set piece it's going to. Be. That's just my assumption. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I guess if you want something Hulkbustery, and you want more than a you know a Funko Pop, but you don't want the bazillion dollar eventual hot toy, water scale hot toy. Yeah, then maybe this is something you know in between that might work and be exciting. Um, so I mean, it's a great design. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, mm. love it. And it, I think it is good and encouraging to see hot toys doing different price points and you know just different. Uh, skews because it does um, diversify their offerings, even though it's basically still Iron Man and armor, um, but it gets them into different markets, etc. So, yeah, I think that is that's good. Um, so, yeah. yeah, wait and see. The last thing that I have is that Yamato uh, USA through Sideshow's um, website. Are offering a Harley Quinn fantasy figure, 
Um, so this is Harley in kind of the newer look. Well, it's not the classic look in any case. And it kind of is disturbing because it looks like they're trying to make it look like a real person to some extent. Um, but, yeah, it's a, a big statuey thing. It's uh, 10.25 inches tall. Um and it will set you back $250. I'm struggling with the price point for that scale. Like, you know, it's not actually huge. Um, it seems expensive for what it is. So yeah. 10 inches would put it sort of almost in a, I don't know, a sort of Bowen scale. Yeah. But um, that's a remarkable face sculpt on this piece. Like, she's very... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's quite cleverly done because they've got her sitting on like an exercise ball type thing and it looks pretty, you know, so there's obviously a lot of work that's gone into it. Um, but I'm still a bit surprised by the price. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an interesting design. I mean, the other thing is Harley seems to have already taken on a half a dozen different looks. So I don't think she actually has a definitive look outside of her original People just seem to take a bit of license with the way she looks, and, and that's exactly what this one has done. But, um, yeah, it's certainly nicely done. But yeah. I wonder what it is about this character that resonates so much with people that she uh, can support the huge range of product that, you know, comes out. Because to, to me it's like I've never seen more stuff made about a character that I've never really cared about. Mm. Um, but even I even I own stuff because you kind of look at it and go, oh, that's cool, that's cute. So I guess, you know, she's just – But I don't know. Uh, for me, the, the later looks beyond her original have never excited me. Yeah, yeah. And certainly when you, you read sort of those original appearances that, that she made um, in the comics – she was fantastic, and that design was sensational. And I've never really taken to the new design. Yeah, but this yeah. is certainly one of the, the better pieces that I've seen of that new look, Harley. So. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Very good. So, Ben, have you got some news for us? I do, and uh, really, sort of upping prices. Um, we go to Sideshow Collectibles have uh, solicited their alien uh, space jockey. And when I say alien, he's both an alien and he's also from the movie Alien. <laughs> for those of us that are fans of the film, you will remember the space jockey from pretty early on in the film. Um, this is another one of um, the designs by Hans Rudy Agiga, um, who did most of the uh, design work for Alien. Um, and this piece is huge. So, uh, yeah, this is the space jockey sitting in his big telescopy thing and, um, you know, this... This guy confounded fans of the movie for many years because we had no additional information about him in any way, shape or form. He was just there. He'd obviously um, fallen victim many uh, years before to a, a face hugger. Sorry, sorry a, a chest burster. Um, yeah, when the Nostromo crew comes across him. Um, this is a, a massive piece. It's, uh, it's 21 inches high, but it's uh, nearly two feet long. Um, so it is gigantic, and if you're uh, a bit worried about shipping, you should be because it weighs 25 pounds. <laughs> but uh, look, this is in, in appearance, it's flawless. It, it looks like it's something that you know could, could have been used for um, uh, you know special effects in the film. It's uh, it's beautifully rendered. Yeah, it, it feels to me like something that you really need a bit of context for. Like you know, it's it's a very specific reference to. 
um, you know, the, the film and yeah, I, I, like I, I initially, when I looked at it, I was like, Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, this is, um, this is an epic piece and you definitely have to be a fan. I'm uh, a huge fan of Ridley Scott. I, I love you know, pretty much everything he does. And I think alien is a masterpiece, but, um, at a 600 us dollar price point, hmm. um, not quite, um, not quite sort of uh, enthusiastic enough, but uh, it, it's certainly exquisite in its production. It looks spot on. So, um, and I imagine uh, someone, uh, let me just find a name, uh, uh, Geronimo Argeric and Michael Norman had great fun sculpting this. I bet. Yeah, anyway, and um, hey, let's talk about the Hulkbuster again. Oh, good. Yeah. I've been missing talking about the Hulkbuster. Oh, I know, it's been ages. Well, those fans at Kotobukiya uh, have announced that they are doing a one-tenth scale Hulkbuster, Iron Man, and Hulk Marquette. So uh, this is the foot. Well, you know, I wonder if this is going to be a, a common theme amongst uh, merchandise. But anyway, this is the Hulk and the Hulkbuster going at it in one-tenth scale, um, and it's still uh, a foot tall. So um, that's wow. pretty darn massive. Um, that's going to be a huge piece. And I, I noticed for the very first time in all the Avengers merchandise that Hulk isn't just wearing um, he's just wearing sure. sort of torn pants. He actually looks like he's wearing a bit of a uniform. He's got these blue pants with oh yeah on. Them. That's news to me. Oh. So someone actually said uh, on one of the forums somewhere that. Um, that they were wearing costumes designed by Tony Stark, and that's why there's the additional red on Captain America's costume and oh, okay. red on the Hulk's pants. So okay. I don't know that's just okay. you know, someone's telling whoppers or, or what the go is. But um, Yeah. I, I actually yeah, I mean, would be happy to see that because I think for Hulk, because I think that the, you know, oh, I wasn't expecting to uh, transform into this green thing and so all I have is my pets on which miraculously haven't ripped off, even though I'm mean, three times the size thing really seriously can only be stretched so far. Yeah. And still haven't neutered spade or neutered me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny when we try and, you know, apply logic to real world yeah. logic to superheroes? Yeah. Yes. Did you also um, notice that that maquette breaks into two pieces? It is. Yeah. So they will actually be available separately. And ah, very good. And buy them and stick them together um no mention of a price but um one tenth scale means that um they should be reasonable um, very good in order to be able to afford both of those so very nice i mean look the hulkbuster looks fantastic like the weathering on the armor and everything like that just looks uh, amazing and the hulk has got all sorts of um layers and washers and all that sort of thing so i think if, you know you're a big fan of these guys you'd be looking out for that one very good. Um, moving on, and uh, we were already behind the scenes having a bit of a chat about what we thought uh, Mezco was going to do with their um, their 112 yes. uh, line with the previously announced uh, Batman Dark Knight and also the Judge Dredd figure as to who we might see next in the line. Um, I was uh, highly suspicious that it might be another Judge Dredd figure such as one of the Dark Judges, but no, they have actually teased that it is actually the mutant leader from Dark Knight Returns. So this is the guy that leads that group of mutants that um, want to take over Gotham and Batman ends up beating up all the mutants until the mutant leader gives him an absolute whooping. So, and, um, and old, old man Batman gets a, 
gets beaten up by the mutant leader. Oh, so. sorry, Dark Knight Returns. I thought you said Dark Knight Rises, and I'm like, I don't remember that bit of the movie. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah, so anyway, um, this is a bit of an odd one. I mean, you have to be a, a huge fan of um, The Dark Knight Returns in order to... Yeah. Do you think that those nipples will be available separately, or are they all going to be together? I don't know. Maybe after he defeats Batman, he can hang his cape off them. (laughs) (laughs) Those are... Coat hangers. Yeah, the intense. Yeah. So anyway, he looks pretty realistic. He looks like he's got a a, a flaming torch. It looks pretty realistic. (laughs) You know, he looks like the source material, which is pretty cool. I can't get past the little... No wonder he doesn't wear a shirt. That's right. <laughs> so, but, you know, it looks like the source material, so, you, you know, you can't, uh, can't get that. Oh, I'm uh, laughing. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, fine. No, that's good. Um, something else. Wait, I had a sensible comment about that. Oh. No, seriously. It no, is, no, it's good to see, like, Mezco, um, doing a offbeat character like that. Mm. In this line, because it kind of gives you a sense of what they plan to do with it. Um, yeah. you know, that you don't, you don't really know what to expect and you're not just going to get your, um, Judge Dreads and Batmans, but you're going to get some, uh, other characters that will flesh out the universe in that sense. And I think that's really cool. That's right. And I mean, look, you know, obviously it means we can look forward to possibly, uh, you know, the, the Carrie Kelly Robin. Yeah. Also, you know, the, the Joker in his white suit and things like that. But it'll also be interesting to see um, if we do get anything that's outside of those two universes. So, yeah. um, you know, I was wondering whether we were actually going to see something from one of the other DC stories, um, something outside of Dark Knight Returns or, or maybe something from uh, a different license altogether. So, you know, maybe they've been behind the scenes, they've been talking to Marvel. But yes. anyway, we'll see uh, next weekend at the New York Toy Fair. We will. Um, my last bit of news is uh, Funko are pushing on with their fabrications. So these are those nifty little fluffy six-inch dudes that um, John wasn't coping with the Yoda. Uh, <laughs> or was it, oh, no, hang on, which one of you didn't like the Yoda? No, you know, it was John that didn't like the Yoda. In fact, very recently he took to our Twitter to carry on his crusade against Yoda and try and find allies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just because I like him, seriously. They have announced that they are doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and also continuing Star Wars with uh, Darth Vader. And um, Darth looks interesting. (laughs) Um, I haven't been able to capture the full kind of effect of the helmet, Um, so they've done the best job they can. And you can kind of tell it looks, you know, it, it looks like Darth Vader, but it doesn't at the same time. I don't know. This one's not quite working for me. Yeah, I mean, got you know the little sort of where he breathes out of that that kind of that yeah. triangle shape where his mouth would be with the little um, you know yeah. grease nipples that stick out. Yeah, um, that's all wonky. I think they're you know they're best sticking to uh, characters that lend themselves more to this kind of you know fabric thing. But I suppose Darth Vader is the kind of character that will sell. Oh, yeah. Even if they haven't really nailed it. Um, right. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree. But, I mean, hey, like, you know, my, um, uh, speaking of, you know, Harley Quinn, that was my, one of the things on my 14-year-old's birthday list was the Harley Quinn fabrication. 
Huh? You know, like okay. so that, and I was like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, I just think she's cute." So there you go. So I've got one in the house. Well, there you go. We've got two now because we. She has Yoda as well. So, <laughs> who is so cute, by the way? Yes. All right. Well, moving on, they are also doing, as I said, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and all four of Turtles uh, are getting a look in. It looks like there's two designs. Um, there's the, uh, the the happy, cute turtle, and then there's the angry. I'm going to stab you in the face. Uh, turtle, and, uh, Donatello, and Mike get the um, the happy, and Leo and Raph get the stabby, stabby looking face. And this is a, a property that has obviously lent itself quite well to the fabrication because these guys look pretty darn spot on. So they're very nifty with their you know their little weapons and things like that. Um, different coloured bandanas, uh, and yeah, this this works. These look good. Oh, very so good. I might have to pick up Mikey for um, Mrs. Shake. So, uh, uh, very uh, good. It's one, of, it's one of the few animated things I can actually get her to watch with any enthusiasm. Like she loves the new, the new series and Mikey in particular. So, yeah, I'll keep that's cool for that. So, I think that was my last bit of news. Very good. Well, I'm going to carry on with some Walking Dead news. Um, we were just talking recently about. Uh, the um, McFarlane Walking Dead line and some of the characters that haven't been done. And McFarlane's actually put up a poll for uh, a fan favorite character to be included in um, Walking Dead Series 9. So it's quite a list of uh, Rosita, Beth, Lori, Sasha, Tara, Noah, Martinez, Father Gabriel, T-Dog. So... um, I'd be surprised if Laurie didn't win that. What do you reckon? Yes. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, all a bit sort of everywhere. I mean, Rosita would be good to go with um, Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. yeah. But if you, I mean, if you're, you know, she really hasn't done anything in the series yet. So, you know, no. if you, so like, I mean, who knows? I hope it's Laurie. Um, but I think it's great. At least that they're. T-Dog's, T-Dog's just a memory now. Yeah. Well, he died in the same episode that Laurie did. So there you go. Yeah. Um, why do I know that stuff? Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's cool anyway. And uh, we talked last week about Walking Dead uh, Series 7.5, which seemed like it only was going to have two figures in it, the uh, new, well, a Rick figure and a Flu Walker. Um, but there's going to be a Walgreens exclusive Daryl Dixon, um, it says, as he appeared in the fourth season of the hit AMC series where he is burying bodies infected with disease and he's got a handkerchief covering his face. So there you go. So is that, how much of that is actually unique? Because you know how these things often just turn out to be, you know, a different head or blood splatter or something. I mean, I, I haven't kept up with the series well enough to know uh, that particular I think it's pretty, I mean, like the shovel, he's got the, you know, shovel accessory, he's got the gloves on, you know, and there's a fair bit there. And I don't know when the last time we had a, uh, you know, well, actually, I take that back. They have done, while we haven't had a single carded Daryl after the first one in when they were, you know, terrible staction, weird poses thing, um, they have done a deluxe set with Daryl and motorbike. And I haven't really looked at that in detail, so uh, there would be some reuse from that, I would assume. Um, okay. But, yeah. But uh, they're definitely... Says, yeah. 
Oh, no, I was going to say, this says an awful lot about the power that Walgreens must be um, Gosh, yes. wielding. Yeah. If, you know, they're going to continue to crank out not only um, unique figures, but unique figures that are not just a, a head swap kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, it's even though, obviously, Walgreens, um, anything Walgreens exclusive creates issues for those of us that don't live near Walgreens, um, again, if they're going to play in that space and, you know, ultimately retail exclusive things mean more toys. Um, you know, even if it's harder for those of us, you know, not on the ground to get, of course we've got John. Um, so, you know, he's, he's the source, isn't he? So John, I'll have one of those. Thank you. Uh, if you're listening, I know he's listening. He always listens. Uh, so then moving Away from uh, Walking Dead and back to... Oh, no one has said our good friends at Funko. Hello. <laughs> um, so th- this is an interesting one. Um, Funko and a company called Vinyl Sugar, which I have to say I have not heard of before. Ah, um, uh, those guys. Really? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we, see, we seem to do this on a regular basis where we, we talk about something and then we go, you know, that company and it's some new company we've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah, so good on them. They're collaborating with Funko to create a line of vinyl vixens. And the first three in the line are from the DC Comics universe, and they are Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman, looking very vixen-y. Um, not, not a lot uh, to tell here in terms of uh, whether these are... They don't look articulated. They they look like they could be bobbleheads. Um that certainly oversized heads. So there you go. We, you know, we always have the obligatory Funko news and Harley Quinn news, and here it is all in one. And while we are talking about Funko, last week we led the news with the uh, new Farv- Funko Marvel <laughs> or Farvel <laughs> um, uh, subscription box. Um, and, uh, we complained about the fact that there was no international shipping available at this point. Uh, when we talked about it last week, there was nothing, no, no reference to international shipping on their website. Um, if you have a look at it now, there is a big banner saying international shipping coming soon. Um, and they have subsequently, they now have got uh, shipping to Canada happening. Um, but still obviously a fair bit of angst, uh, from keen international collectors about when the rest of the international shipping is going to come online. It seems it, it's been interesting actually, cause I've read a couple of their posts like you know, they're posting stuff on Facebook, etc. And of course, every, every post that has lots of comments about international shipping, but then it also has Americans complaining about people complaining about no international shipping. <laughs> <laughs> And saying, like, you know, they said it's coming, just be patient. It's like, yeah, you know, guys, that's easy for you to say. Um, but, you know, particularly when they're saying that it's limited and rah rah um, obviously people who are keen and, uh, you know, we're used to getting screwed over with those things as international collectors. So, yeah. And, you know, when, when Americans, uh, you know, upset me like that, you know what I do? I go to the hospital and I get my feelings checked for free. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Actually, my um, my my sister was here 
uh, for Christmas as she normally does. And we had to take her to the hospital because she managed to um, nearly take her eye out instead of just a contact. Um, it was quite amusing in retrospect, but, um, you know, and she was freaking out thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm overseas and, you know, I've got to go to the hospital and how much is it going to cost? And I'm like, don't worry about it. You know? And I think they charged her $25, you know, because, you know, because she wasn't, yeah, she had no Medicare card or whatever. And she was like, I can't believe it. Like that is more, that's less than I pay to go to the doctor in my own country. And I've got insurance. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, so there. But anyway, that's the update on that. And uh, finally, in terms of announcements and news, Biff Bang Pow, um, who are best known for uh, their uh, those uh, either uh, Mego style figures um, or uh, three and three quarter figures on probably you know kind of C list D list. Uh, properties like Flash Gordon, uh, etc. Venture, Venture Brothers, um, you know, really great stuff have announced a licensing deal with DC Comics. Um, so that is going to be really interesting to see what is going to come out of that. Um, it sounds like uh, from the press release that, you know, it is going to be different from just toys that they, they talked about things like uh, nesting dolls, Jack in the boxes, tin wind up figures, Etc. Um, so it will be interesting to see whether it expands beyond that to some of the um, action figure um, style stuff that Biff Bang Pow uh, does, because obviously, certainly, there's always room for more players. Um, you know, yeah, and I think you know it's nice to see a smaller company who um, definitely takes what they do really seriously, um, getting a license like that. So it'll be great to see what comes of it. Yeah, nice, very good. All right, well, that is the news as we know it. Uh, we're going to take a break, hand over to John for the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Hey guys, John here once again with a new installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. And last time I left you, you heard this thrilling sound. A civilization dies, but its secrets are preserved in a mysterious place called... Okay, maybe it wasn't that thrilling. But um, somebody was able to manage to guess what this was, and that was Mr. Ben. And he got a point in the forum because he knew that was a Sectars commercial. And actually, to be more precise, it was a Hive playset commercial. So um, if you're a bug action figure loving person, you probably should have got that one. But, um, you know, I don't know too many Sectar collectors, so, uh, you know, your mileage may vary. Anyway, we will move on to a new sound this week, and we'll put that right here. Featuring authentic messages recorded by Help guides on a rescue. And one more time, because we're just that nice. Featuring authentic messages recorded by Help guides on a rescue. And you guys know how this is played by now. We, you 
we play a sound, you come over to the forum, you guess it in the name that thread, that's afbforum.com. And if you get it right, you get points, you get enough points, and you can get some sort of cheese in a can. Um, we haven't decided yet. We're still working out the details. So if you'd rather play a picture version, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the picture version. It's the same way. You still get points in the forum. It's just you don't have to listen to it. You can actually sit and stare at pictures all day. So anyway, this is John saying peace out. Civilization dies, but its secrets are preserved in a mysterious place called the Hive. Now, good and evil sectors battle for those secrets. You control the monster Gnar, the giant destructible, the booby-trapped bridge, the secret laboratory. All the defenses left by the ancients in the mysterious Hive. Sectors by Coleco. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments. Toy of the Week is where we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. It could be something new. It could be something old, something bizarre. Uh, it could be something contentious. And I think that this falls into the contentious category tonight uh, in terms of all of the drama surrounding this particular release. But I will hand over to Ben for him to share that with us. Well, thank you, sir. And, well... The Toy of the Week. This week it is the uh, DC Universe Classics Unleashed Doomsday or Doomsday Unleashed. That title is just not long enough, by the way. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, um, if you haven't heard about this figure, then you have either uh, been in a self-imposed exile or, or perhaps some kind of um, judicial, <laughs> uh, judicial system imposed incarceration or... Uh, or you don't like toys and then you shouldn't be listening. Well, that's right. Yeah. Because, um, this guy has been around in, uh, well, not just physical form, but uh, talked about for quite some time. So uh, let us, um, you know, insert that woo-woo-woo music as we go backwards and talk about this figure being the original Tier 2 <laughs> sub-figure in the Maddie Collector sub-fiasco of... Um, recent memory. So when Maddie had to put up their sub options um, at San Diego Comic Con, um, the sub figure was going to be one of two different Doomsday figures, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, we didn't get enough um, subscriptions and we were told that we weren't even getting the containment suit Doomsday. Um, before we knew it, containment suit Doomsday was a uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive and people went, oh, okay, well, at least we're getting a Doomsday and so they ran off and bought it. And before we knew it, there was this really weird announcement that they were doing the Unleashed Doomsday. This is the Unleashed Doomsday that they just told us we absolutely could not have unless they had enough guaranteed sales through the sub. Um, and somehow this figure was their sort of final heyday. It's, um, it's all very messy. But anyway, uh, here he is. He's in hand. This is from Maddie Collector or uh, just Mattel, where the collector is king. Um, <coughs> Mm. So, <laughs> this guy, in in theory, came out in 2014. Um, many people managed to, to sneak that in in 2014. Um, I took uh, advantage of the free international shipping and got some other things at the same time. Um, so mine came by um, 
uh, well, you know, let's just say an aged, diseased sea turtle and uh, only just arrived, uh, which is fine. Look, to be honest, um, the reason why uh, I'm happy that um, this guy took as long as he did with the free shipping is because he's freaking huge. Um, so he's an action figure and he stands to the top of his head, so that's the uh, top of the skull, he stands nine and a quarter inches or um, 23.5 centimetres. Now, he does actually have his little uh, top knot ponytail type fandangly thing, which probably adds about an extra inch, um, but uh, I'm just going to the top of the head because that's how I always measure my figures, and so he's pretty big. Um, this guy will have set you back US $40, um, which I actually think is pretty reasonable in the scheme of things when you look at what the, the superpowers figures were going for um, and then people were paying shipping on top of that. Um, this is actually pretty good value at 40 bucks, uh, and including free shipping as well if you manage to, to get over that $100. Um Normally, packaging is a fairly quick conversation, but um, this guy, no, no, this guy uh, comes in quite a complex um, package. So um, he's a big figure, but he comes in a gigantic uh, sort of white mailer, and um, it's pretty impressive. It's uh, it's all glossy white with the red sort of bleeding Superman shield, uh, very minimal, um, but it's a big box. So he, he doesn't sort of share the styling that we got with the sub figures in that traditional sort of window box, even though this is a window box. Um, it comes in this really odd pentagon-shaped box. So it's a five-sided box. Uh, it has an external cardboard sleeve, so from the outside it's quite quite nicely detailed. Um, but that slides off and, and to reveal sort of the inner blister. Um, it's a, a little bit fiddly to get back down because of the extra cardboard pieces, but it features that really nice Stan Jurgens art on the outside with a little S um, window so you can see Doomsday inside. So anyway, you slide that sleeve off and then you'll, you get the, um, the inner blister. Um, which is quite nice. It's got a cardboard background inside it that's um, three-dimensional and it sort of shows the, the destroyed city um, from the comic, you know, in the background. This is obviously tying in heavily with the death of Superman. Um, so that it's, it's that original Doomsday look. Um, um, so spo- spoilers, by the way, old spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, you know, I, I did actually read the death of Superman issue by issue. Like I was, um, you know, I've been into comics for a long time, so I can remember reading that. And, and I quite enjoy the story. I, I really did think that it was, uh, was well done. So... So you've got this gigantic box, which is made of a combination of cardboard and clear plastic, um, and it looks very impressive. It's huge. Uh, my tadpoles were crowded around the table. That was excited. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So we were all extremely excited about uh, getting this guy out of the packaging uh, until the actual unveiling um, process started, and then it became quite frustrating. Uh-uh. Um, there's no really obvious way to, to open the packaging, though it does open from the top and the bottom. And in the end, I just got so pissed off, I ended up sort of cutting it open with scissors because I just uh-huh. thought, I'm, I'm never going to bother putting this guy back, and you know this is infuriating. So what a shame. he came. So look, um, packaging is fantastic. It does look amazing. It, it's it's well conceived, if not a bit impractical. Um, and I'm sure if you're a, a lot more careful and patient than I am, uh, then you could probably get him back into the packaging one day, but mine is now in the recycling. <laughs> so um, in terms of collector-friendly, um, I'd say for the majority of us, probably not, um, but uh, there might be someone out there who's more talented than I. Uh, in terms of sculpt, uh, this is great. 
Like this is really quite impressive. This uses the, if you're familiar with DCWS Classics, it uses the Kilowog buck. Uh, I'm not actually sure which figure was first. It might have been um, Brimstone or someone like that was the first one to use this huge buck. Um, but look, he's, uh, it's an ident, I've put him next to Kilowog and it's, uh, it's an identical buck. Um, so he is massive. Um, so they've taken that buck and there's a few new pieces in terms of the, the, the main, um, body and that is from the knees down. They've obviously had to give him boots. They've had to give him some shorts. Um, the, um, the, the cable around his waist, which sort of forms a type of belt and those weird kind of thigh bracelets he's got. Now, in addition to that, we've got all, um, the little bony protrusions that you would expect, uh, like on his knuckles, his forearms sticking out the back of his elbows, um, sticking out from the top of his knees. And of course that huge, whatever the hell it is, um, coming off his back and the back of his shoulders. <laughs> now... The head is actually really, really well done. Um, you've got all the usual protrusions and bony bits. What is interesting is uh, even though he's got the little bony protrusions over his eyes, um, his eyes are sort of fully, the pupils are fully sculpted and painted. Um, same goes for his mouth, despite sort of all those teeth. You know, there's actually a, a nicely painted red tongue in there. So it, it's all there. It looks like doomsday. You've got the, the big ponytail thing, which looks like hair. Um, everything looks great. All of the bony bits are, are really nicely done. Um, and uh, this looks, you know, this does actually give, um, you know, you've got to give credit to, to the sculptor because he looks just like he did during the death of Superman. I know uh, subsequently Doomsday's been drawn slightly different and each artist sort of has their own interpretation of the bony bits, um, but this sculpt is, is really, really well done. It's uh, very nice to look at. Um, one thing that's actually quite interesting is... His bony bits um, are all done in rubber, so they're flexible rubber. Huh. Now, this is pretty nifty for a number of reasons, and, of course, the main reason is that for an action figure like this, you can imagine him, if he ever took a tumble off the shelf and landed on one of those points, um, they would almost uh, invariably break. Um, but this is actually quite flexy rubber. So that entire piece that's stuck on his back is rubber. Um, the bit sticking off his elbows and knees are rubber. Um, that little bit on his chest is rubber. But one thing I found, his entire head is rubber. Hmm. So well, when I say rubber, it's that kind of little sort of flexible plastic. So um, so what's kind of cool is even though he doesn't have an articulated jaw because um, it's made of that sort of, you know, flexible rubber, you can sit there and go rah, 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 and make his mouth open and close. Uh, so, uh, sorry, how was that again? You can go what? Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> His ponytail moves on already. This has been a highly technical review. We've got bony things yeah. and rah, 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 rah. That's right. Yeah. Um, his ponytail actually has a little um, point of articulation, so you can actually put his ponytail, you know, wherever you want. Articulated hair. Articulated hair, yeah. Whoa. Indeed. So um, that's all really nice, but that's all, all sort of um, nice and you know, rubbery. Everything else is as you'd expect uh, in terms of... Um, the, the sculpt. Now, when it comes to paint, um, there's not a lot going on here because there really isn't uh, a, a whole lot of need. Um, he's actually cast in that grey plastic so to, for the skin tone, so that's all fine. Um, the one place where they have actually bothered, other than the eyes and the mouth that I mentioned before with the paint apps, is the bony protrusions have been um, cast in white and they've got like a blue wash over them just to give them a bit of... Um, 
detail. Um, and that's not over the top. It's actually quite well applied. Um, doesn't seem to be, you know, Gertie seems to have done a pretty reasonable job there. It's fairly consistent all the way across. Um, the ponytail has a couple of shades of grey going on. That looks pretty good. I think, you know, where you would maybe... Um, you know, point out to someone where the, the paint apps are a bit iffy is I think the, the silver bands around his thighs and the cable around his waist, which are silver, probably could have done with a bit of a, a wash over them, I think some, you know, black or something to really fall into those crevices and, and make that pop a little. Um, there's no shading on the, the pants, you know, his shorts that he wears. That's just done in one colour. Um, his boots, depending on the light, you can get a, a little bit of a, you know, a shading. But uh, in terms of paint, there's really not much going on here. But um, it doesn't really matter because you don't really notice. There's, there's nothing that, that looks really obvious that you sort of think, wow, they should have painted that, um, other than probably, you know, the, the silver bits that I mentioned. Um, speaking of silver bits, I, I think this is a little disappointing that when the person, uh, when Gertie has been painting the silver on mine, she's actually managed to get... Um, a couple of spots of silver on uh, his green shorts um, just by not being careful enough. Fairly yeah. minor and fairly difficult to notice, but, you know, really there should be no reason for that if you if you take care of what you're doing. So, um, yeah, anyway, look, that's, that's the paint. Um, articulation, you know, if you're familiar with these figures, you'll know what's going on. This guy has, I think, if you include the hair, about 28 points of articulation. You're talking single knees and elbows, um, you know, pin a disc in the shoulders. He's got a swivel. That's a ball-jointed head. You've got chest crunch, swivel waist, swivel biceps, swivel thighs, um, swivel calves. Uh, he does have um, some ankle rockers, which is pretty cool because he's a, a pretty hefty figure. He's got some pretty serious bulk to him. So the ankle rockers are quite important to get him to stand. And he stands extremely well. There's no imbalance whatsoever. Um, look... <sighs> I, I'm sort of getting towards the end of the review here, and I, I don't know. I probably should have sounded uh, a lot more impressed than I have because <coughs> this figure is epic. Um, with the hair, with the bony protrusions, he is monstrous. Like, he really is a gigantic figure. Um, you really don't realise just how big he is until you go get your Superman figure and, and stand him next to him. Um, this is the Doomsday um, we always wanted. This is the Doomsday that we should have got earlier. Uh, this is the Doomsday that probably could have kept the sub alive if it had been uh, on the table in a, in a better offer. Um, I, I just think this is spectacular. Like, he really is a, a gigantic figure, and, and they've done you know absolute justice. I, I'm not necessarily... Um, a huge fan of the character. Look, I, I appreciate who he is, but, you know, I don't go out of my way to pick up every appearance. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll finish it off by saying that uh, he doesn't come with much in the way of accessories except a, a Superman cape that's um, from that scene where it's draped over, you know, his knuckles. They have actually managed to put the, um, the S shield on that, um, which is interesting since they didn't actually put it on many of the capes of the action figure. So not much in terms of accessories. Uh, look, I think this is a phenomenal end to what was a, a phenomenal toy line. Um, I think this is the, 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 the creme de la creme. This is a, a truly amazing finish. Um, and, and I love it. I think this is epic, absolutely epic. And I, I just can't think of any reason to, um, take any points away. So I think I'm going to have to give him 10 out of 10 dollies. Oh, good on you. There they are. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's good to uh, be able to review it objectively. You know, we, we've talked enough about this line and, you know, how how it could have been handled differently, etc. cetera. Um, but, you know, as a, a figure itself, um, it's the only DC Universe classics thing I don't have. Um, but... I, you know, Doomsday has never been in my wheelhouse at all, and I think it's probably just a reflection of my own, you know, malaise about the the, the way that this died that stopped me from, you know, doing the pre-order thing. But doesn't mean I mightn't, you know, want it want it someday. Uh, but yeah, good good objective review, very impressive. Yeah. Oh look, I, I I really he's been standing on. Um you know, the corner of the kitchen counter uh, all afternoon and um, my girls have just, you know, ooed and aahed and instead of, you know, running away, they just think he's amazing with all these bony bits and what's this bit and what's this bit. And That's so cool. Why does he look so angry? So, <laughs> and I, I just, the more I, I mean, he's a, a huge chunk of plastic. Like, this is a, a gargantuan figure because, I mean, you know, the Kilowog figure's big enough on his own. But yeah, yeah. With all the protrusions and the hair and all that sort of stuff. But all those bony bits. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely epic. That is awesome. Well, well done, Ben. And uh, that wraps up the Troy of the Week. So we will take a break and we will come right back to talk about the other new items that we've added to our collection this week. Big Jim's World of Adventure starring Big Josh with Talking Cat Pack. Let's make Cat Yeah, unload the Big Jim sports camper gear. Big Josh says... And you know the dinner will soon be here. Big Josh says, Let's find some fireplace. Now this camp is looking like a good camp should. Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack is sold separately. Big Jim Sports Camper comes with fishing boat and gear from Mattel. Well, we are all here because we collect. Some weeks we collect more than others. Uh, this looks like it might be one of those other weeks. Uh, but, you know, we are slave to the format, so we're going to talk anyway about what we did or didn't get. Uh, Adam, any uh, buying, ordering, pre-ordering, thinking about ordering this week? No, resisting pre-ordering the um, figure of Zero Vegeta. Uh, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Yes. Um, not really a fan of that particular thing. Yeah, we needed you last week to explain. I was like, wait a minute, I thought he had yellow hair. I really don't understand the difference between the black hair and the yellow hair Vegeta. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you want to explain now? Yes, please. That we'll have the potted history. Yes, thank okay. you. Okay. So Vegeta is a Saiyan. Saiyans, um, when they get strong enough, can turn Super Saiyan, which is when their hair goes yellow. So that's uh, a massive power increase. Mm. So the Super Saiyan one is from um, pretty much a story, story and a half, depending on where you divide the stories after. Actually, hang on. I'd say it's two, one and a half to two stories, depending on how you divide up your stories, after the one with the black hair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that makes sense now. I mean, I, I, I know the phrase Super Saiyan Vegeta, but I've never really understood what that meant. Mm. So now, thank you. There you go. Awesome. So there you go. You didn't uh, acquire anything, but you gave knowledge. Right. Yay. Um, ben, did you acquire anything or give any knowledge? Uh, no, no, I try not to give any knowledge. Yeah, I've never experienced that. 
from you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I got uh, my little doomsday figure, and yeah. I got a um uh, a hot Amazon chick, which we'll talk about later. Oh, how does Mrs. Sh- f- Fish Milkshake feel about the hot Amazon chick? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we're, we're working it out. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, well, I reviewed the DC Collectibles Deathstroke Minibust a couple weeks ago and mentioned that I am enjoying that line, but I haven't been pre-ordering uh, the DC Collectibles statues just because of unpredictable and dodgy quality control. Um, it's not terrible. It's just not, you know, a hundred percent. Uh, so I've just been, you know, for things that don't seem to be ramping up on the secondary market, I've just been waiting until I see one that I like. And this week I got the, uh, DC collectibles, blue beetle minibus, which is the Jamie Reyes funky blue beetle. Um, and it's really nice, really nicely done. Um, probably a little bit, uh, you know, once I got him here and on the shelf, he's actually probably a little bit under size, uh, compared to some of the other busts. Um, you know, if you put him next to Deathstroke, they're really not in scale with each other, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, but because he's a kid. No, it's no, it's not just the, the, you know, it's, it's a scale scaling issue. Like even next to booster gold or whatever, he's just a little bit small. Um, but re- like really nicely sculpted and, uh, good fun. So I've taken some photos and I'll get that up on our Facebook page. It's nice to kind of add that to the collection. I mean, I'm really only interested in, uh, ones where we don't have another statue version of that character. Um, but you know, it's, it's great. Like I said, when, when I reviewed Deathstroke, you know, they've done Booster Gold, they did Blue Beetle, they've done Grifter, Cyborg, you know, and that's, um, that's all cool. So... Yeah. Yeah, good. And I got my shipping notice for my Sideshow Premium Format Catwoman. Great. Yay, she should be here this week, so it's all very exciting. And I had, yeah, we're actually, um, I get my Sideshow stuff delivered to my office because they don't do P.O. boxes and I don't want it you know, delivered to home because no one's here. Um, but we're actually moving office this week. Cause yeah, cause we've grown out of our office, which is a good thing. Uh, but then I'm like, Oh no, I mean, there'll still be someone there for the next couple of weeks. So, but now I don't, I, th- I think uh, I need to hop on to the sideshow website and update my shipping address for everything else. Cause um, I do have uh what else is coming very soon. The, um, Astro. Uh, uh, before that I'll be getting the R2D2. Oh yeah. Yeah. So excited. So I need to hop on and change that, but yeah, I didn't. Don't think I pre-ordered anything. Um, so I think that might be the sum total of our acquisitions and imparting of knowledge. Sweet. I mean, I, I impart knowledge everywhere I go. I, if we, oh, yeah. So I'm not gonna tr- gonna try and list all that. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> I'm a, I'm a great and consistent imparter of knowledge. Yeah. Particularly, you know, imparting of um, letting other people know when they are wrong. Um, I'm really good at that. Yeah, I know. You're very gracious. <laughs> Have you seen that? Um, there's a funny cyanide and happiness cartoon where the guy's uh, stuck on a desert island and he sends a help message. Uh, I can't actually remember what it is, but it's got your in it. And oh, yeah. yeah, and then he gets the the bottle back, and it's just got the apostrophe e added to it. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's that would be me. 
<laughs> anyway, okay, so we just talked about what we got and didn't get, and even what we gave, and we're going to give something else in a moment, which is another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scott. So, Scott, take it away. Well, thanks, Ben. I've been enjoying collecting the DC Comics variant Play Arts Kai line. I reviewed a number of the figures um, on the show and have got stacks pre-ordered, uh, have been completest so far, but safe to say that that is about to end, uh, because the, uh, preview of, um, the, uh, next in the line from Square Enix is something that I am not excited about. And this is the DC Comics variant player at Sky Wild West Batman figure. Hooray! Uh, now, I don't know what it is about this. Like, the figure itself, there's only one bit of it that I think is actually weird, which is his hat with the <laughs> bat prongs cut out. You know, like, hello. Um, and and But I, I really like the way that in the promo picture they've actually kind of posed him in this, like, Michael Jackson smooth criminal, you know, pose yeah. kind of thing, like... So that's, yeah, funky. Um, but I think it's disappointing that, you know, there's always that moment, it seems to me, in DC lines, you know, are that, that, I, that I collect where they, they're going so well, they're, they've done the A-list characters, and now, you know, they're, they're getting into some of the B and, you know, maybe, maybe one kind of, you know, C or D-list character, and you think, wow, this could really go places. And then they do Wild West Batman. <laughs> you know, or or it's equivalent, and you think, oh, they've run out of ideas, they've lost their nerve. You know, who knows? So obviously, we hopefully at uh, um, New York Toy Fair we will see more um, from this line because this this isn't a brand new announcement. It was um, shown at New York Comic Con, but I think we didn't cover it or missed it. But um, oh, I'm sad. Yeah, and it's um, certainly no offence to the sculptor because no, 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 he did an amazing job. Like yeah. the detail in this thing is yeah. astonishing. Yeah, it's really cool, and it is the it's the kind of thing you know I can see why they do this stuff because Batman sells and people love Batman variants, etc. But you know, it's that that little completist in me that, you know, I can tell you, you know, 10 or 15 characters that I would love to see done in this line before it eventually finishes. And while West Batman's not in there. So, you know, in order for me to buy this, you know, what does it have to come with? Mm -hmm. A nameplate. (laughs) (laughs) Even I'd forget who it is. Yeah, so yeah. people would be coming over to my house going, Oh, that's pretty cool. Who's well, that? I go, Fuck fine, I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean again, uh 
kudos to the sculpture because it's actually a lovely sculpt. Mm. Um, you know, really amazing detail. And and to be fair, when you think about a DC variant line, I mean, I've always kind of said I don't really get the name. Well, this is probably truer to the um, name of the line, uh, long and hard to say as it is. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's a bummer when – yeah. Give me give me a Martian Manhunter. Give me, you know, Hawk Girl to go with my Hawkman. Give me Power Girl, like, you know, all kinds of um characters that could that hopefully still will come. Uh but yeah, this is always that kind of moment in a line where you think, Oh mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful sculpt, but a bit of a bummer of a character choice when it's been going so well. And for that reason, I am giving Square Enix, uh, not the sculpture, uh, the people that are choosing what goes into this line, our red card of the week. Take that. Take that. <laughs> and uh, now give me something cool. Except that you're going to laugh when they do like a um, Wild West Aquaman. Uh, well, look, th- I mean, there actually is a... a uh, Elseworlds the comic reference for this. It's not just, um, yeah. yeah so, uh, but still, yeah. Please, no Wild West Aquaman. <laughs> I'll laugh. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> I'll cry and then I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our red card of the week. And uh, we're about to talk about something that we are definitely not going to be red carding. And that is the Sideshow Wonder Woman premium format statue when we come back. More muscle, more metal, more than heroes, they're legends. Legends of Batman. from Mighty Batman Comics. All new legends blaze with all new power. Slice into time with Samurai Batman striking a massive blow for justice. As Silver Knight Batman flashed sizzling steel and cut through crime of a different time. And encased in a mammoth medal of flight pack, Batman solved the riddle of crime every time. More than heroes, they're legends. Legends of Batman. Figures each sold separately. As a DC fan and collector, the premium format statues in the DC line from Sideshow Collectibles are probably uh, the pinnacle of my collecting experience at this point. And uh, Ben and I have been enjoying um, collecting these, uh, sending each other exciting, excited texts about shipping notices or lack thereof, perhaps the occasional assembly question uh, or two. Um, and uh, it, it's really exciting to be reviewing the Wonder Woman statue in this line, which um, we now have both received. Yay. Um, Wonder Woman, to me, and we talked about this before uh, when this line first started, uh, obviously the trinity of um, TC Comics, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, if you're going to get a line right, you've got to nail those. And in the kind of statue and uh, figure world, uh, some lines have really uh, died on Wonder Woman. Um, and I'm thinking about things in particular like the DC Direct 13-inch line with probably one of the worst toys ever created uh, in the Wonder Woman, the first thing that my wife ever, I collected that my wife ever looked at and went, you know, I think that's bad, which is significant. Like, you know, um, uh, and, uh, so I've been really 
was really keen to see what they would do with Wonder Woman. When we saw the art for this, I was excited because it seemed like they, you know, had nailed it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the end product. We're going to talk about it in detail, obviously. Uh, but this is, um, a Ben and I both have the exclusive sideshow exclusive version, which uh, I don't think is terribly exclusive. Because I think it might be, is it 3500 Yeah, pretty, pretty epic. But then I think the regular edition is 7000 Oh, my goodness. Okay. So mine is uh, number 336 of 3500 Mine is 223 223 Oh, wow. So we both got pretty... I mean, I don't care, but people, some people like the low, you know, the low number. Uh, okay. Well, I got mine before you though. You did? I'd say they came the same, same batch off the boat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so some of these Wonder Women obviously are probably still sitting in the port of Los Angeles, uh, but ours have been freed. Hurrah. And, uh, just starting with the packaging, um, this one of the things I think is kind of interesting about the the sideshow premium format line is that unlike some other um, lines, it, they don't. There's no kind of cohesive feel to that packaging. It seems to be individual to the character. I don't know if it's you know always the same people designing. Some of the boxes are more exciting than others. Um, the Wonder Woman box is kind of plain, but I think clever. Um, in that it's basically you know, the big Wonder Woman insignia all the way around. It's got a, uh, with, you know, Wonder Woman on the front, but then the, just the W um, on the back. Um, it has a kind of little, well, mine at least, had seemed to have this sort of aging effect on it. Yeah. 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 yeah which at first I thought was dirt. <laughs> but then when I looked at it and I was like, oh, I don't think that is a smudge. I think that's deliberate. <laughs> so not, not quite sure what that's about. And one thing you notice is it's not as gargantuan as the Superman or Batman. Oh, no, not at all. Quite, quite tall, but it's, yeah. it's quite narrow in the other dimensions. For sure. Well, I was, I was saying before we started this segment that I get these uh, delivered to my office because I don't trust they, – they don't ship to post office boxes and I wouldn't have this delivered home. And uh, the Batman one in particular, because where we are at the moment, we're just about to move, is up three flights of stairs with no lift. Hmm. And uh, the Batman one in particular was not fun to carry down the stairs, let me tell you. Um, in fact, I may have enlisted the help of one of my younger and more sprightly colleagues uh, um, <coughs> to uh, do it for me. I can't recall exactly, but if that's possible. Um, but Wonder Woman was, you know, pretty easy to carry by myself, not just because of the size, but because uh, it's not as weighty as we will discuss in more detail in a moment. Um, then on the inside, uh, I've gotten into the habit now of taking photos of uh, where all this stuff goes in the box because these tend to come in lots of pieces. And if you ever do need to pack them up, um, it can be helpful just to refer to. Can I just say one thing I was really impressed with, with the actual box, the brown shipper? is uh, my brown shipper arrived and it um, it was pierced in four different places um, where it's clearly been hit up against other boxes that are um, um, more hardy. And uh, the first thing you think of is what sort of damage has it done. But um, I was actually um, quite relieved when I opened the brown shipper because Sideshow had used these polystyrene spaces yep. um, in, in each of the corners which means that the box sits inside the brown shipper with about um, 
oh, you know, possibly as much as three quarters of an inch space around every side. So if um, you know the outside shipper does get pierced like mine did, uh, yep. it doesn't actually make it through to the to, well. It'd have to be pretty substantial to get through to that inner box. So I was actually quite impressed. Yeah, that's actually a good um, comment. Mine did have a couple of jabs in it as well, and you know, same deal. Um, so I, mean, I guess that's one way to try and you know, um, and, and I think it's it's nice too. They understand that people do care about the packaging, and you know, when you're paying this kind of money for it, if you get a box with a giant hole in it, even if the statue's not broken, it's still kind of disappointing. So, um, thank you, sideshow. Uh, then we get to the inside, and uh, even before we uh, unpack anything, I got my first surprise, which is the Wonder Woman was bald. <laughs> yeah, so we're used to these coming in lots of pieces, but uh, this one is the first uh, statue of any kind I can remember where the hair is actually a separate piece. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, which well, we'll talk about assembly in the moment, causing me a little bit of trouble. Um, but you know, this I didn't find this overall difficult to put together. Um, there are quite a few pieces. She has uh, comes on a base, um, which interesting to note is uh, it must be hollow inside, don't you think, oh, Ben? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So this is much lighter. Um, you know, the B- Batman to me like is an amazing statue, but he is really heavy, and perhaps he needed that weighted base to support d- just like the enormous cape. I'm not sure, um, but he is actually. You know, it's almost problematically heavy. Um, and uh, so this, you know, much uh, t- totally stable. This isn't going anywhere, but they've managed to do that. But keep, you know, the weight of the the whole thing down, which um, has obviously lots of benefits uh, by uh, making the base hollow. So she's got a hollow base, and then there are a number of different um, bits and pieces that you have to put together. So there is, uh, she's got two props. Um, that go onto the base, a helmet and a um, sword. Sorry, I lost my nouns there for a moment. (laughs) Um, Then Wonder Woman herself, but she's got uh, both arms, one arm and one hand detached and her hair detached as well. Um, So in terms of putting Wonder Woman on the base, I think you might have had a little bit of trouble, didn't you, Ben? Uh, I did, uh, and I found one of the things you, you notice fairly quickly when you're putting uh, her together is um, Sideshow are pretty good when it comes to detachable pieces, particularly with swap-outs like the, the left arm, which you know Scott will talk about um, shortly. They normally use magnets, yeah, and um, it means that you, you know as you're sort of putting the piece together, as soon as that magnet gets even in the vicinity of the other magnet, it just clicks together nicely. Yeah. But um, there is not a magnet to be found with Wonder Woman, and nope. um, it, I think she suffers for it. Absolutely. She needs to be put together with pins. Yep. So the first pin is in her right foot, which goes into the, the base. Her left foot, um, which is uh, is sort of raised, goes on to um, – it sits on part of the, the rubble, um, you know, thus completing the, the trinity of DC characters with their knees raised. <laughs> but, uh, I, I found that the pin, you know, it, 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 it fit. And, but what was happening is I was pushing her right foot into the base 
Um, and I was trying to get it because there's actually like an imprint as if she's standing you know, in part of the rubble and um, her foot has sort of sunken into the rubble. And so there's a hole there that her foot should sit in. But I couldn't actually get her right foot to go into that hole completely. Um, I've since found out that this is the case with about 95% of the statues. Even the one on the actual Sideshow website shows her foot still partially sticking out of the ground. Oh, really? Uh, I think what's, what's actually happened is the way that the body has been cast, the left foot touches down onto the base before the right foot can fully go into the hole. So it's not a case of the right foot doesn't fit properly. It's like it doesn't get a chance to fit because the left foot sits on the base. So um, I did manage to wriggle mine and, and get it a fair way in, and I've done better than a lot of people. But um, I, I honestly think it's a, it's a defect with the production. Okay. So I've got one of the 5% then that does actually go in all the way. I was actually sitting on an airplane waiting for the last door to close and mobile phones to go off when I got a text from Ben saying, did your Wonder Woman right foot go into the thing all the way? And I'm like, uh, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but here's a, here's a photo. I think it does. <laughs> oh, the things that we do. That's right. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, as, as you said, the, the, besides the removable hair, the uh, first big surprise for me was the no magnets and and i agree with you that i i don't i really don't understand why um this was done differently when there are so many pieces to put together the the my big problem was the hair i had quite i i had quite a bit of trouble with um the hair in both hands um because you're trying to line stuff up and you know i was very conscious of the fact that if i wasn't careful that i could be marking um the paint on her, uh, you know, the flesh color, um, with the black hair, etc. So, you know, so you've got kind of two worries of, I don't want to break this thing. I don't want to mark it, etc. And I can't imagine that that would be a cost cutting thing. You know, I, I, I don't know, but I, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it definitely was a lot harder to assemble than any of the others. Um, I mean, I just assumed that, you know, you would get the hair, you would line it up, and it would go click and just sort of yeah. settle in because the hole in the top of her head is actually quite huge. It's it's, yeah. it's not a small thing, so I just no. assumed that that would fit in with the pin. But once I started putting the pin in, I actually had to sit there wiggling the hair left to right, left to right, and pushing on it yeah. quite hard. And she yeah. had so many strands of hair in that, that sculpted piece that you're, yeah. so, that you're being so careful. And, and I'm seeing people post pictures of theirs on Facebook and on other forums going, hey, doesn't she look great? And it's like, well, n- no, it doesn't because you haven't put the hair on properly. Yeah. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to see any of her forehead above the tiara because the hair goes down far enough that, that it sits just on top of the tiara. And there's all these people with foreheads visible. And so if you haven't pushed your hair down far enough, I mean, you know, she looks like this. she's got this huge mullet thing. So, you know, your but, hair doesn't fit. But I can, see, I can see why that might happen because it's scary. Like he- oh, there's, there's people on the internet at the moment who are sanding the pins to try and reduce the size. They are drilling oh, out good, the holes good grief. in order to try and actually get them to fit because they just, they're, they're saying it just simply will not fit. Yeah. So the, the hair in particular is, you know, the, the space where I'm, I really don't understand why a magnet wasn't used. I mean, you've got Batman with swap out heads with magnets. Um, so that seems to me like it would have been a perfect, because like you said, the magnet, a makes it easier to attach, but a really, 
I know my alphabet, don't I? Um, yeah, so I'll try again. It, A, makes it easier to attach, but B, it also guides it into space, into place. Um, and so when you're there, because I had the same thing where, you know, I, I thought I had the hair on and then I looked and I'm like, no, nope, it's still not quite on. But that last couple, that last bit of pressure to put it on was a bit scary. And then the complication that I had was I put the hair on before I put her right hand on with the spear. And then that made that difficult because the it, I probably should have done it the other way around. Um, so anyway, we got there in the end, but I, the, the pin thing for me I, I think was a real mistake. Um, and I can see people having breakages and paint rubbing because of the challenges of putting this together. Um, so as I started saying the right hand, I mean, I, I love the pose of this. I think that the, um, the, the spear with the tattered fabric, etc., was just inspired. Um, cause it really elevates this, um, you know, in, in terms of just the kind of the, the power, the strength, the kind of majestic look. So great design. The spear is, um, attached to the right hand and it's all one piece. Um, so no kind of help there in terms of being able to, uh, get the hand in and then add the other bits of the spear on. You got to do it all while it's all attached together, which is a bit of a challenge. Um, and then I absolutely struggle to get her right hand on. And uh, the problem is while you're trying to, to force the right hand in, you've got this huge spear, which is made of this polystone and, you know, it's wobbling all over the place. Yeah. You know, you sort of wonder just, just how much more effort can I, I put in to try and line this hand up before I, I have to abandon it because I'm worried about breaking the spear. Exactly. I, yeah. I struggled to get her hand on. I, I really, yeah. yeah. That was not fun. Well, I actually had to get the um, light like from my phone, you know, the, the flashlight in the iPhone, kind of shine it into the wrist to really see where that peg was to try and line it up properly because, you know, it was challenging. So, again, magnet would have been hugely helpful there. Um, now, the exclusive version comes with two options for the left hand, one being the shield and one being the axe. Um, and again, very challenging. Like I nearly, uh, I started putting the, the shield on just for photos, even though I knew I was going to display with the axe. And I nearly gave up on that just because I thought this is so hard to put in. I don't know if I want to take it out again, <laughs> but I, I persisted. Yeah, I, I, I was pushing on mine so hard that the, um, the shield is actually hollow. And I was pushing so hard on the arm that I actually flexed. <gasps> the shield and oh my gosh. I was worried that I damaged it and so I ended up going to my hobby table and getting my um my pin vice drill and just gently drilling out in, into the, the, the hole to see it because I, I assume what's happened is they've managed to get paint in it and yeah. that's what's making it really but I I it was really difficult for me to get her left I, I almost abandoned it and just went with the axe because yeah I, I, so, I was going to break something yeah yeah Sounds like I didn't have quite as much trouble as you, but same deal. I real, uh, I nearly thought, well, I'm just doing this to get a photo. Um, why bother? Uh, but I did it for you guys out there. Hooray! Yeah, took one for the team. Anyway, got that in, but got that out, then got the axe in, which is really groovy. Um, so anything else about assembly and construction? Um, no, other than that it was really, really difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can't the, only thing that, the only thing that worked really well for me was the sword and the helmet. Yeah, that's, 
Yes. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's a obviously there's a lot of thought that goes into this. And I would want to think that there's a really good reason why they went with the pins instead of the magnets. Um, but if there wasn't, then boo hiss, because, you know, really, I, I understand that this requires some assembly, but it shouldn't be that hard because I didn't buy a model kit. Um, and, and definitely, I mean, I don't know, like when I read stuff about people, you know, saying, oh, I'm sanding this, I'm doing that or whatever, you know, I think that there is a type of collector that overworks that stuff as a matter of habit. Um, you know, and so, but then I also think that, you know, there are times where, you know, if I'm, if you're having to do that to put your, your thing together, yeah, it's a bit challenging. Um, okay, so on to the actual um, sculpt, and uh, uh, th- this to me is just really beautifully done. Um, you know, like I said before, the, the whole uh, way of representing this character I think is really crucial to this overall success of the line. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they've they've nailed it. Um, I, I love the the head sculpt. I think it's interesting. I don't think that it photographs as well as it appears in person. Um, like when I looked at my photos of it, I was like, oh, you know, can, not everything that I love about this is coming across, but her just, you know, the way the determination of uh, her gaze, that little bit of a sneer almost that she's got on her face, I think is just amazing. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, look, I think the, the smirk on her face is something that's that's come off really, really well. She's got that look on her face that... Um, you know, it looks like someone's actually said to her, you know, I think I can take you, and she <laughs> a smile, it says, really. Um, and so they've done that well. I think um, kudos for, you know, the subtle things like the um, the, the, the ribbon, uh, whatever it is, hanging off the spear is blowing in the same direction as her hair, um, you know, because that's something that they could have easily, you know, buggered up. Um, I think one of the things that's a real standout is actually the design in the shield. Mm. Um, the amount of work that has gone into the shield to really bring that out, and they've done a, a fantastic job. But um, for me, it's it's a lot of the, the subtleties in the sculpt, like, um, you know, they, they could have cut some corners in the way the, the, the gold eagle is done in her bustier, um, and I think, you know, even the way it, it sits away from her chest yeah. uh, at the top, they could have all sculpted that as one piece, but uh, it really does look like a, a sort of an, an armour type thing that's sitting over it. Um I think something slightly has been lost in from the prototype to the finish in the face. I think the face has got a slightly elongated look to it Hmm. um, than the original prototype did. However, um, I think, you know, I have to absolutely agree and say that for some reason it just doesn't quite photograph as well as it does. Um, You know, I mean, mine is sitting on my coffee table at the moment because she's an absolute pain in the ass to display. (laughs) and, you know, I, I just, you know, I was just sitting there, you know, and staring at her and um, I, somehow I think that that front-on look where you're looking straight at her um, is probably the, the least favourable pose. Yeah. You turn her slightly so that she's either looking to your left or to your right. Um, she seems to pop even more. Um, but, but I agree. Look, this is a piece where you've got to capture 
you know, two sides to, to that perfection. You've got to, you know, capture, you know, someone who is potentially the, the most beautiful woman on earth, but also, um, a warrior that is pretty much second only to Superman. And to combine those two things successfully, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough ask, but I think the, the pose, the design is sensational. And, and that, that base, um, I think they've done an amazing job. It's, it's sort of one of those Greek, you know, Corinthian columns and it's, it's been destroyed and she's standing on the rubble. Um, and, and it's a gigantic base. My goodness. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I, I think it, it all comes together beautifully. I've got mine displayed with the shields just because it took me so much effort to get it on. And I, <laughs> Compelled. Justify. Yeah. One thing I will say that people have done to display it is um, you can get those little plastic um, trading card stands. You know, sometimes people put um, uh, books and pictures and things on them. They're like a little V-shaped stand. Yeah. And um, people have actually used those to display the shield um, next to her when oh, okay. her axe hand in. So, yeah, that's, that's a good idea for anyone that's interested. Oh, that's so. cool. Yeah, that's my five cents. Yeah, so this is sculpted by Stephen Schumacher, who is not a name that I've heard of before, Um, and uh, not uh, the kind of sculptor that has been doing a lot of these. Um, And well done. Um, you know, I'd be really interested to do a bit of research and work out what else uh, he's done because he's really nailed it. And uh, it's a big ask, you know, for for this really significant character. You know, one of the things that we um, talk about sometimes with uh, these uh, the, the stronger female characters is that you know there are some kind of uh, really seems like standard poses of I'm going to show you how strong I am by flexing my muscles or, you know, whatever. And, you know, there are a thousand um, bad poses I can think of that they could have done with this, you know, and this really, really works. Um, uh, just a, a quick update. Um, looks like Stephen Schumacher did the Sinestro premium format statue. Oh, very good. So, yeah, in addition to the, um, the J. Scott Campbell um, Spider-Man statues as well. Very good. Good oh. Um, yeah, as you said, the detail there, and obviously you'd be expecting it at this level, but, you know, every element of the costume, the stars, everything is all sculpted, not just painted. Um, on the paint side, uh, mine's really lovely. Um, you know, I've, I've got no issues, um, that, you know, I've seen quite a bit of, uh, posting about, um, bleed of flesh tones on the hands to accessories um you know particularly the spear hand i've seen a number of photos of what seem like a really average paint jobs um but i have lucked out in that regard um both mine are, are really good what about yours uh yeah the spear hand which is notoriously bad for a lot of people um uh, with with either flesh on the spear or the brown from the spear on the flesh um, being badly done. Mine's actually quite good. Um, where mine is disappointing is, um, uh, well, uh, look, from, from two or three feet away, she's flawless. But when you get in really, really close, I just think some of the, the lines, um, could be a bit neater. Um, I just, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of areas, particularly where the white and the red are done on the boots. I, I just think a lot, of, uh, a bit more care could have been taken. I mean, it's not really obvious. I just, I don't know. There's just areas where you sort of go, oh, for a $400 collectible, I just don't understand why you couldn't take that and then just paint it mm. um, using a mm. bit of, you know, the Tamea, um, 
low-tack tape to, to mask it. So that's a bit disappointing. I, I actually have a, a small spot in the red of my shield that looks a bit odd, um, which I'm a bit disappointed that no one picked up. But, um, look, I, I, I've done spectacularly well in terms of paint compared mm. to uh, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've got one. I have a very tiny little white fleck on uh, one of her strands of black hair, which I will be able to sort out myself. Like, I'm not worried about that. Um, but otherwise, I've got kind of no real complaint. I mean, I can see, like you said, yeah, there's probably a couple of lines that aren't brilliant. But um, one of the thing, little touches on this that I just love is that her, the, the, um, base of her shoes and kind of the toes of her boots are kind of dusted with a little bit of, you know, sand, dirt from what she's standing on. And uh, I think that's kind of like a, a really nice touch, uh, again, at this level that just kind of gives it some, you know, it took me a moment when I first looked at it, I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with those you know, boots? And they're like, oh no, that's actually deliberate and that makes sense and um, I think that's a, a, a lovely touch yep absolutely um, we did mention before the base is hollow and uh, so that does make this a much lighter and easier to uh, display and just manage um, than Batman in particular, Superman you know, is on the heavy side as well although certainly not as bad as Batman um, one of the things that I found, cause I've got these displayed on top of, uh, Ikea, um, oh, the glass cabinets have, have lost the, thank you, the Detolfs, yes. And, uh, you know, with, uh, Green Lantern has been kind of sitting there looking very shrimpy. Um, and, you know, there is a bit of a scale issue, but partly it is that he is leaning forward significantly and he's on a lower base. But, um, adding Wonder Woman in there actually kind of, uh, has made him make a little bit more sense kind of in front of the other three lunging forward. He doesn't look quite so out of scale. Uh, to, you know, I, I still, I think Batman is, uh, uh on the, the big side. Um, he just, he yeah, yeah. He just seems that, you know, one, one little, you know, bit too big. Uh, but I mean, but seriously, no, if we are just looking at them as walking past you, I don't think you would pick up any of that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, she's big. She's, um, because of the size of the base, you know, standing on that column, she's probably only half an inch away from being as tall as the Superman premium format statue. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, tall. Yeah. But because the base is so big, she is just a big statue. Like it's, you know, with the spear and the horizontal and that, just the, the way it's sort of that eye appeal, like she is a, a big, big statue. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, the spear does mean that, you know, she takes up a lot of space. She's, um, she's 25 and a half inches high and she's 21 inches wide. And a lot of that's obviously, you know, the, the spear. So things like that are always fun when you're trying to display them with other statues and you only have a certain amount of display space. Um, but I've managed to, I had to take all the, all the DCs down and, uh, even Batman <laughs> and, uh, and just kind of move everyone around to get her to fit. But I'm, Batman's so heavy that I want him straddling two of the details. So I'm scared to put him just on top of one. Um, I've got mine on the bottom bottom shelf of my display case. Yeah. Even with the, my, my shelves are glass and even with the toughened glass, I'm, I'm just not. 
Yeah, yeah. Take my chances. Yeah. Well, I've been kind of looking at my details and thinking that ultimately I might have to move super, some of these into the bottom and move other stuff out. Um, but I just, you know, I've got that would mean some stuff not being on display, which would be a bit sad. So we'll see what happens. I I had this moment where I thought I was going to have to stop getting some of these because I don't have room and I was going to cancel Catwoman, et cetera. And then I just couldn't do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she's coming. You didn't, want to, you didn't want to sell me your joke. That was it. That's right. I, I know. Well, you know, talk about vultures. The moment I said I, know. I might have to, he's like, you're going to sell me your Joker? I'm like, whoa, hold on, buddy. <laughs> oh, come on. I did say, oh, darn, that's a real shame. <laughs> hey, are you going to sell your Joker? <laughs> now, these are just so awesome. You know, like it is really, um, uh, I'm really enjoying uh, this. And, yeah, I've got no real complaints about this. I mean, I think if I, if I, if we were doing Choi of the Week, I'd be taking a point off of this for the, the pins. Um, because really, I, that just could have been done better. But she's not a toy of the week. No real complaints. No, you have no real complaints. Well, allow me then. Okay, complain. <laughs> um, look, I my my base is damaged. Um, there's behind her left foot. The left foot is the one that's actually raised up. Um, behind that on the base, um, the paint is actually chipped on mine. And, um, it's, you know, at first I thought it was just part of the actual base itself, but then when I actually had a look, you can actually see the resin, uh, underneath. And, um, cause there's a big paint chip missing. Um, it's also cracked in a couple of places near that. So I'd say someone has either accidentally hit it with something or they've actually been lifting the base and they've bumped it up against something else. So I'll be contact I showed. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting to me, obviously following, you know, there are uh, forums um, where people discuss and um, these in, and photograph in detail. And I, I always take that stuff with a, you know, half a grain of salt uh, because some of the things that, you know, people seem to complain in return, etc. I think, oh, really? That looks okay to me. Uh, but when you look at the number of pieces that seem to, that Sideshow seems to have to replace on these, you really wonder why there's not a better quality control system in place because surely that would be less expensive than sending replacement parts for stuff that's sent out. Oh, that's atrocious. I just saw your photo. Mm. Yeah, that's really bad. Well, you know, there was actually one fellow on a forum who got his Wonder Woman statue and he opened it up to find, yeah, uh, one guy on a forum got his statue and he opened it up to find that there was um, a dozen small arrow stickers pointing to all the defects on his statue. <laughs> and he thought, what's going on here? But it turns out it was a statue that had actually failed the QC. Um, it even had failed on the box, but then somehow they'd stuck it in the wrong pile and, and they shipped it out. So, um, you know, he said, well, you know, I'm actually luckier than the rest of you because my defects have already been pointed out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean... From what I can see, there are a, a host of issues. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess I suppose the only thing that's reassuring about that is that it does, you know, demonstrate that they do have a process. Um, you know, if, even though, well, yeah. I don't know how good it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you, you do have to wonder because when you look at the the number of things that get out, and and sideshow uh, really does seem to lag behind. Um, 
in this regard compared to other companies. Um, when you, you know, some of the things that we complain about with some of the other companies that might be, oh, that eye is a little bit wonky or whatever, you know, but certainly, um, this, these sort of, uh, quality control issues, I think is something that Sideshow really still needs to get a handle on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yes. Yeah, so- and I mean, this is, you know, one of the other issues is we know that Sideshow actually does have uh, replacement pieces available. There's usually an overproduction of the statue that uh, they're not numbered um, and they are actually used as parts. Yep. And, uh, you know, this has happened with the Catwoman premium format statue, which has got me um, very, very nervous. Um, but the problem is there's only so many parts to go around. And so if, you know, uh, I think Wonder Woman has uh, has been unlucky with some production issues, so people have actually been asking for replacement pieces and been getting them. But the problem is eventually you run out of pieces. And so if you're like me and you've got yours fairly late um, in, in the shipping, then, you know, you contact them and they say, sorry, we don't have any pieces left. So um, you've got two choices. You can either ship it back for a full refund or keep it. Mm. Um, which I think is, you know, just I, I just think that's unacceptable. I don't, um, yeah. I think that that's that's quite poor. Some people have been offered um, credits, like you know, we'll just give you a sixty-five dollar credit or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, that will be uh, interesting to follow because you know I've certainly never had to do a replacement, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to you, particularly because it won't really affect me at all. No, that's right. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, action research without the action. Exactly. That's right. There's no pain. Just gain. Awesome. Knowledge. I'm going to gain knowledge. (laughs) Love it. Uh, All right. Well, that's that's a disappointing result for you at the base. Um, Overall, certainly this this piece in its design is awesome, Um, and it definitely is a great addition to the line. I do hope you can get that sorted out, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, she's she's epic. Absolutely epic. Epic. Uh, and uh, that brings this epic segment to an end, and we will come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap the show up for good. Or the episode, not the show. Don't freak out. <laughs> or get really excited. You can bring home the adventure of Disney's Toy Story, now on video, with the talking and poseable figures of Woody and Buzz Lightyear. My name's Woody. Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Cool. He goes in the dark. Meet intergalactic Buzz Lightyear. His new spacesuit protects him from evil proton rays and comes equipped with a flip-up arm communicator. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Firing missiles on target. Buzz Lightyear and Woody figures are each sold separately. Batteries are included from Thinkway. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from uh, a listener uh, to share with you. We love receiving feedback from you about uh, what you enjoyed about the shows, what you disagreed on, or what you can add more information to. And uh, there are a number of different ways that you can share that with us. Um, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, post on our Facebook page, uh, tweet at us, uh, follow us on Instagram and comment. And uh, Adam, you have our piece of feedback tonight, so over to you. I sure do have a piece of feedback. So this is from our regular contributor, Patrick Eukers. He says, I'll have to disagree with you guys on the Robert Valley Wonder Woman statue. I think it's really cool. Have you seen the animation it's based off of? (laughs) To which I respond, no, I haven't. (laughs) Ben. 
Oh, yeah, look, I, I responded to Patrick and just said, you know, irrespective of whether you've seen the, the animation or not, it's um, it's not that we don't like the, the art of Robert Valley. You know, he's obviously a, a talented um, artist. It's just that, you know, these lines of statues, the Batman black and white, etc., um, you kind of expect to have these iconic representations, these um, versions of the character that you've grown up with. And, uh, you know, the Robert Valley interpretation of Wonder Woman is not something that I would consider iconic. Um, you know, maybe it will be in 20 years if it, if it sort of takes off. Um, I just think that uh, they're either trying to stretch this line out by including artistic interpretations like that. But, you know, when there are what I would consider to be definitive versions like Kurt Swan, John Byrne, um, you know, Jerry Siegel, etc., uh, yeah, Robert Valley is not up there. So I guess, yeah, we weren't saying anything negative about Robert. It was just more about, oh, I think there are many, many artists that are higher up on the list in terms of deserving a, a statue. Yeah. I guess it's a, just a I, – I think that that line's got a bit of an identity crisis, really, in terms of, you know, what it – what, and it's it, it, well, you know, it's all the expectation of both the Superman and the Wonder Woman line have been set up by the Batman Black and White, and uh, they seem to be being executed differently, and that's um, totally okay. And definitely, there are individual pieces in that, like the Robert Valley Wonder Woman, that are going to appeal to people. Um, but it's more about where it kind of fits in, you know, certainly my expectation of what the the Wonder Woman line would be and it just isn't meeting it so that was the comment so but thank you for that Patrick, <laughs> um, and uh, we also had a Instagram comment on our last show uh, from Lamar the Revenger, um, who said uh, love the show but that red card though ha 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 so that was the uh, Putin on the bear. Um, <laughs> One which, you know, was highly amusing. <laughs> Gotta say. Gotta say. <laughs> Still haven't tracked one down. Oh, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> Maybe Sideshow will do a premium format. Well, that's right. I haven't picked up my God Jesus robot either. <laughs> uh, that's dangerous, though, because, you know, now that you've, pu- you've uh, made them famous, they're... Um, you know, aftermarket price is going to skyrocket. So, be, get, make sure you grab one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe you could ask them for a cut. Justin doesn't. It's right. It's like, yeah, Justin won't talk about what back issues he's searching for because he doesn't want to generate interest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> cool. Well, gentlemen, thank you for. Uh, joining in once again, thank you for putting up with the, uh, internet delay that caused us to start later. Um, and, uh, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Yay. Bye everybody. See you later. Be careful. Except for the people that we don't like, you don't have to be careful. Bye. Here we go in five, four, three. Well, every episode, actually, that's not true at all. We don't always do this. I'll start again. 
<laughs> Caught out in a lie. Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scott. So, Scott, take it away. Thank you, Ben. I have been enjoying collecting the DC comment cab, but, 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 but. Really? I haven't seen a single figure from that line. Yeah, I've been buying them all. Oh, man. I know. Hey, I'm going to do that again. Yeah. What you reckon? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just, you know, I mean, I know you guys got it, but it might have been a little bit too um, detailed and technical for the listenership. That's wrong. Okay. I'll do the simple version now. Go for it. Here we go. In five, oh my God, four, three, Thanks, Ben. Well, I have been enjoying collecting the DC comment. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many goddamn lines are you collecting? <laughs> yeah, well, they, it is variant, you know, so this is all variants of the, uh, the, the line. That's why I, I actually I think that this just says that the uh, name of this line is too long and complicated. That's right. Yeah, the name deserves a red card. Exactly. If we can ever spit it out, I'm going to mention that. Um, and it looks very impressive. It's huge. Uh, my tadpoles were crowded around the table. That was excited. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Uh oh. And the truth is that they were still there. Uh, uh. 